Yes. Are we starting now? I we're starting now. <laughs> Me talking about Jason Sudeikis being hot. Boy, it's James Gandolfini's birthday. God, Jason Sudeikis is hot. That was but not a 184. No. Lindsay! Jeffrey! Hello! Hi! Hi, everybody. We're recording this really late in the week. We normally do these on Sunday. It's yep. Thursday. It's Thursday Oops. because... Jeff and I were both life. not... Incompa- we were incapacitated uh, on Sunday. I legit, I actually almost posted on the Facebook that said, no new episode this week, guys. Sorry. Because well, I we didn't expect good, yeah. to do it during the week. No, yeah. Cause... I was lucky enough to have a staff meeting and have off work tonight, so... Yeah. Yeah. I was just so, being like, yeah, I'm tired. I've been sick for like the whole week. So. I've been partying for my birthday two weeks ago because uh, again. My birthday. It's a lie. I've not been partying. I've been working and doing stuff. Anywho. It's my birthday. Lindsay. Jeffrey. Lindsay. I plan to speak in his accent the entire episode. Is this how I was going to um, talk to you all in caps? Yes. Until we watch Until Mr. we watch Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh my week? God, let's Next watch week? that now. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Let's start We've again. We've been really rambly this whole oh, Yes, day. we have. It's so, bad. welcome to the episode. Welcome to the episode. What this movie? This is High Noon. Oh, High Noon. From 1952. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't know why. It has nothing to this do with this like movie. This is like when we're in the car and we all talk in British accents. Uh, yes. We, so we I really hope yes. we do that this weekend. We, we should go do to the that brewery. again. It was quite ex- amazing. This is movie number 27 Episode 79. Yep. Has gone up six spots. Ooh. High noon has. I think I said it was from 1952. I might not have. Um. Yeah. Meh. Rated PG. <laughs> it is an hour and 25 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. It is a drama and western. Um. 8.1 out of 10 and an 89 meta score. This is the first meta score we've had in a long. Time. And I love like that the it's... Godfather. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the last one we had. Yep. A marshal, personally compelled to face a returning deadly enemy, finds that his own town refuses to help him. Oh. And I said, Is that well, what happened in this movie? And my summary is, well, I'm just going to sit here and make blazing saddle quotes for the rest of this movie. <laughs> give the governor a harumph. Harumph. That guy didn't give you a harumph. 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 I'm going to watch your ass. Um, you watch your ass. <laughs> Directed by friend Zinneman. That's cinnamon with a Z. I'm not just saying cinnamon weird. <laughs> Lindsay, you say cinnamon weird. Cinnamon. Um, cinnamon. Writers, Carl Foreman and John W. Cunningham. Mm. And starring Gary Cooper, Grace Kelly, Thomas Mitchell, Lloyd Bridges, Katie, I'm going to say Wardo, J-U-R-A-D-O. Yeah. If I'm going to pronounce that correctly. But the lady that died in 2002, was that the yep. next? Oh, yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. and Harry Morgan. So basically... A ton not of Henry people. Morgan. Harry yes, Morgan. Not, not Henry Morgan from uh, Wizard of Oz. Harry Morgan. Harry Morgan from, from MASH. It's <laughs> Colonel Potter. Yes, the ba- TV show, not the movie. Basically, which, that's right, we watched the movie. God, we I did, forgot God, about that. We that liked was a while the movie. ago. Um, Suicide is painless. That's right. <laughs> Depressing ass song. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, this movie is filled with people that you've seen in other movies uh-huh. or TV shows from pretty much up and through the 70s yep. or so. It's crazy. I actually did like this movie. I enjoyed it. I have seen this movie before. Not I, all the way through, but I'd seen most of it. I have not seen this movie. And it's. Uh, you brought up a good point really early in the movie that it's. It's not really It's a not Western. a traditional Western. Right. Like, when you think of a Western, mm-hmm. it, usually it's a very You want to know thing. a good comparison to a modern movie, hmm. that it's a Western, but there, it's very plot-driven? Return to Yuma? 
No. Oh. Although it's a good one. I was going to say Django. Oh, Django. Uh, that would make sense. That makes sense. Not as long as Django Unchained. Right. Django Unchained, I think, is double the length of this movie. Where basically... It's... It is literally double the length of this movie. <laughs> Where basically... It's almost three hours long. This movie is... The movies are not... Um, they're not cowboy western movies right that they are not expect. john wayne this is not yes. um i'm blanking this well, is not shane this is not this is not shane, shane this is all. not shane is a cliche western movie yeah hero, don't say cliche well say traditional 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 western the hero rides in he comes yep. and he saves the day even butch cassie and the sundance kid is is more of a traditional western right. i need and to that look at the this. it did i need to look at the rest of our westerns i'm blanking on them at the moment um Hmm. The Unforgiven is a traditional Western. Yeah, that's much more of a traditional Western. The Wild Bunch is a traditional Western. Spartacus is a traditional... I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Toy Story was a really great Western. Yes, it was. when Sheriff Woody was the king of his town... Hi, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give me that. Anyway. That's the shark. Hi, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Um... No, but like you, that's a traditional Western, like cowboy, yeah. cowboy Western type movie. This movie's definitely not. This movie, as we placed it when we first started, kind of started watching the movie about yep. 10 minutes into it, we're like, well, it's, it's, it is a drama. Oh, I touched you it. You were touching I touched the, thing. the microphone during an important moment in the episode. Sorry. I'm very upset now. I'm not upset. I don't care. I Anyways, um, we gotten past the part in this show where it's like I give a crap. I, I don't give. You're a lucky shit. the audio microphone. You're lucky the audio <laughs> microphone. Audio, audio microphone, microphone as opposed to those damn visual microphones people <laughs> like to record so much. Oh goodness. <laughs> Kind this of is what we week. get for recording these in the middle of the work yeah, week. Yeah, middle of the work week, fairly late at night yeah. considering how we've been recording. Well, I'm recently. still at work at this point. So. Yeah. Uh, no, you're lucky I have the damn audio microphone. I'm going to call it an audio <laughs> microphone now. I tried not this the time. Audio but microphone. You're lucky the microphone's recording, basically, is yeah. what I'm saying at this point. The, the audio days of, microphone. The, the days of me being so nitpicky about it, it's just gone. I don't yeah. care anymore. You're, you know, it's here. I'm still, I care about the show. Don't get me wrong. We care about it, but we it's do. just like. So I, much so that we're recording this in the middle of the work yeah, week instead when, of saying. No, okay, we're just we'll gonna just skip a week. No, we're we're still doing it. We care about the show. We care about watching the movies. We care about getting it out. I just am not so nitpicky about it. it has to be the absolute. That was absolutely fucking gross. By the way, a lot of swearing in this episode for no yep. reason at all. No, not no reason at all. I teach now, and oh, I'm not right. allowed to swear in from like seven thirty till about four. So kids, explicit tags yep. from here on out. You know what movie we're going to swear the most on? What? Wizard of Oz. Yep. <laughs> E.T. Let's do the two family movies. I want, maybe even yep. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is that sacred? That's yes. the movie that's sacred. No, we can't no. swear for It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yep. So this movie is basically, this is a drama that takes place in the Old West. Yes. That is what this movie yes. is. The storyline of it is very much so about a man who marries his wife and she like he realizes he's got to take care of this one last thing yep. and she doesn't want him to. It's nope. not a it's not a western in the traditional sense. It no. Is, it's a this movie could easily have taken place in modern day with a modern day cop who got married yeah. and was leaving the oh, force. Yeah. It could have been the exact same yes, storyline. Very much so. So but I, I recommend it. It was a good movie. I recommend you. I recommend people watching it, especially if you've never seen it. If you're following along, you've never seen High Noon. You got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you, you watch look, High Noon. Look it's how on TV high up it is on frequently. I feel like. And there's a lot of people. I think it's that, on TMC a lot. There's a lot of people in here that you'll recognize. 
like or, sorry, even TCM. TCM. Yeah. Not what's TMC? TMC? What's TMC? Uh, that's the movie channel. That oh, was yeah, one it is. Of the, it's Turner Movie Classic. Turner Movie Classic. Not Turner Classic Movies. I think it did used to be TCM. And then I think TCM, became they T- just became TMC. TMC. We're not the saying Turner TM. Movie Channel? Turner and Movie Classics? Classic, yeah. I, I think know. Classic sounds right. I don't know. I don't have cable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch television. Okay, so guess okay. what? Moving on to the podcast. Hi, yes. We are moving Jeffrey. on to... Um, not that. <laughs> I was going to read stuff and things. I don't have a whole lot to talk about don't today. Read stuff so stuff and things. No, I, I can't lose that. All right, we're going to move on to awards of technology. No technology because mm, it's a Western. Uh, yeah, it's a Western. Basically, it was filmed, uh, here, techno- dot technology, but filming location. It right. was filmed on the old Warner Brothers Western backlot. Yes. Which is currently, they destroyed that, I want to say, oh, about no. 10, 15 years ago. Uh, it's because that's where Joe works. Yeah, I know. Because they, what they did is they tore out the Western because, big surprise, Westerns weren't being made that much anymore. Right. They tore tore out the western portion of the back lot and they actually built uh, a couple more normal buildings normal office buildings filming locations and they built a neighborhood back street this neighborhood back street is a row of like two-story i don't want to say colonial maybe colonial style houses right um and that's where they actually have the editing uh editing stations for a lot of television shows uh i know because i've been there because our my my good my best friend joe yeah. works at in one of them uh, uh i thought i was your best friend uh-huh hate to break it to you on the podcast oh, no. but joe's history beats your boobs fine but just by a little bit but just by a little uh, bit a <laughs> little bit um awkward so the <laughs> awkward. I'm just don't make me choose don't make me choose between boobs and joe that doesn't <laughs> make sense um no so uh so yeah they, they tore it out so it's actually a bunch of hoses if you've ever if you watch big bang theory or actually i even think um uh oh uh, three, uh two and a half men um she's cripes any of those types of shows yes. they actually have filmed Friends, friends didn't film on the street because I don't think it was there when they were filming. But they filmed, they have filmed on that city street, and I've been on that city street. It's kind of cool. Yes. So that's location. It's completely random. But they, the the actual the actual city street where they filmed this is completely gone. It's not there anymore. So moving on to awards, that was just fun because I could talk about it. Um, awards. This film had a total of seven Oscar nominations plus an additional twenty one awards. Nice nominations. It was nominated. for Four, but did not win the following Oscars Best Writing Slash Screenplay Best Director and Best Picture Now I know that you have a trivia because you said this the best picture that it lost to just because I do bring this up every once in a while yep. would be to Cec- uh, Cecil B. DeMille's The Greatest Show on Earth it's Cecil B. DeMille I don't care Fine. Mile Mill? Really? Yeah. Have we M-I-L. always been saying Mill? No it's M-I-L-E oh, I know but I, think, I still think yeah because it's, I'm ready DeMille? for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. That's the line from the movie. From well, Sunset Boulevard. she's wrong. No, she's not. Who was that again? Isn't that Betty Davis? I think so. She's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> you call you Betty, tell? I'm telling Betty Davis. Her and her crazy and her face. Eyes, and, and her, her eyes. eyes. She's got eyes. Betty Davis eyes. They're crazy eyes. 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 You want to go tell the chick who I actually like took over cream. for yeah. her? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, crazy lady. So anyway, sorry. So Cecil B. DeMille. DeMille. Damn it. <laughs> DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. Yes, actually, that does sound right. Uh, so he lost to that film. It actually, uh, it looked like the greatest show on the earth. Greatest show on earth was yes. up for a handful of awards too, as was um, uh, 
High Noon. I completely forgot the movie we watched. Now, the film, the awards that it was nominated for and did in fact win would be Best Actor in a Leading Role for Gary Cooper, Best Film Editing, Best Music Slash Original Song for the song High Noon, Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. Yep. To complete title. That's going to be playing during the end credits. I don't care. I'm fine in that. Uh, and then uh, best music slash scoring for a dramatic or comedy picture. Okay. So basically one for best music. Yeah. Both, and then uh, best editing and then best actor, which is yeah. cool that Gary Cooper won it because that uh-huh. man is a giant and I was terrified that he would come and, I don't know, talk to the trees. But he's not that big of a giant. He's not he, a giant. He looks huge. He's only 6'3". Yeah. Nowadays that's short, but back I guess, in the 50s. It's not short. That's still tall, but that's not tall. like... Like Pete look, Holmes, but all the king other actors, of my podcast heart is yeah. six seven. There are freaks. I know. You you see, my boyfriend is six three. Well, he's okay, but six <laughs> seven. He's okay. <laughs> They're all weird. We and had to tall. stop the podcast to talk to him. So. Yes, and I we I, guess I even talked to Colin. Hi, yes, Colin. you did. Um, hi, Colin. Hi, Colin. He won't listen to this. No, so. he hasn't listened to an episode since like episode like ninety three. We listen to them in the car when we drive up north. And then he's falling, he falls asleep like two episodes in, so it's fine. <laughs> there goes one of our other fans. Now we're down to two. Yep. No, we're not. We're down to more than that. We're down we're to down more. We're down to than... more than two. <laughs> this is the most dis- We are not allowed to do this So anymore. audio so microphones, fun. right? Audio. Okay, so we need to get on the So that. what about those audio microphones? <sighs> What's the deal? So, okay, I'm going to wrap this section up. And okay. then the film was entered in the National Film Registry as of 1989. So it was within one of the first batches of films. So that is all that I have. We will come back for just stuff and things with Jeff because mostly there was no inflation nation for this film. Right. So, Lindsay, please in, please please entertain us. With some uh, trivia? With some of your trivia. I'm not going to read it in the voice. Uh, I think you should. Okay. Okay, I'll comment so. on the voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lee Van Cleef mm-hmm. was originally hired to play Def- Deputy Harvey Pell. However, the studio decided that his nose was too hooked, which made him look like a villain, and told him to get it fixed. He refused, and Lloyd Bridges got the part. Van Cleef was given the smaller role of gunman Jack Colby, one of the Miller gang. Okay, so one of the three guys. Quick backstory. Yeah. 1952 is in the middle of what? Isn't that the communism? Mm-hmm. That's the whole... Let's uh, just keep that in mind. Just Joseph uh, McCarthy. Oh, yeah. So glad he's from Wisconsin. Oh, God. Yeah, you gotta love that, huh? We have some of the worst people that yeah. come from Wisconsin. Yeah, we Two do. Two of the top three serial killers of all mm-hmm. time and Joseph, Senator Joseph McCarthy. Thanks, everybody. But we also have Willem Dafoe. We have Willem And Bradley Will- Whitfield. Yep. And... Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Bunch of... A bunch of good We get a people. bunch of cool actors. We get... We get... Interesting and cool actors. Yeah, and then... But then we get crazy-ass dumbasses. Yeah, Is what else we get. So it's like one of the other two. And then we also, you know, farms, breweries. Breweries, woo! I worked in a... My daddy was a farmer. No shit he was. He's from Wisconsin. (laughs) And I worked as a secretary in a brewery. Well, of course you did. did. (laughs) Please see last week's episode all about Eve. (laughs) All right, continuing. Oh, Keeping in mind a about the here. Yeah, yep. it really is. Uh, talking continuing about blacklisting and the communism and the red scare and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. John Wayne strongly disliked this movie because he knew it was an allegory for blacklisting, which he and his friend Ward Bond had strongly and actively supported. Oh, um, are you serious? Yep. 20 years later, he was still criticizing it in his controversial May 1971 interview with Playboy magazine. 
Inventing a scene that was never in the movie, he claimed Gary Cooper had thrown his Marshall's badge to the ground and stepped on it. He also stated that he would never regret having driven blacklisted screenwriter Carl Foreman out of Hollywood. See, you know, part Open of me... Open mouth, insert foot. Yeah. See, a part of me feels like that he, that Jane, John Wayne would have hated this movie because it's not a Western. Like, that, to me, yeah. that would make more sense. Oh, this is not a Western. This yeah. is not what I'm good at. You know, I'm not good at This is not what I'm known for. But at the same time, so he really felt that this was all an allegory for blacklisting. No, it was an allegory That's for what he felt? No, it is Or oh, it an actually allegory is an allegory? Yes. I get into that more. I get into that more. Keep talking. Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly had an affair that lasted for the duration of the filming. Um, Gary Cooper got around. Because it's Grace Kelly. But I, I was reading Gary Cooper's trivia to try and find out how tall he was. Dude got around. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how tall he was. And it, it, turns it says out, in his trivia his how tall he is. Apparently. <laughs> Bill Clinton's all-time favorite film, speaking of dicks being a lot of people. He watched it 17 times during his two terms as president of the United States. <laughs> That was really good. I'm way proud of that one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I thought that was a great segue into that trivia. Oh my, my goodness. Eye, I think. Maybe not. Let me just yeah, you have an eyelash in your eye. You have like about 40 No, that's them. attached to my eye. Oh, in okay. my eye. In I really eye. hope I have more than 40 eyelashes. No, Looks thin from it here. It lost the best picture category to the much derided The Greatest Show on Earth from 1952 by Cecil B. DeMille. DeMille. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm calling it DeMille from now on. I don't care. It's usually cited as one of the biggest upsets in the history of the Academy Awards. This loss is often seen as an effort to satisfy Senator Joseph McCarthy as DeMille was one of his biggest supporters. Oh, God. Oh, what, wait, 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 wait. Ah! You're, wait, you're telling me there's there's politics in Hollywood? No. No, wait, that so. doesn't happen. That doesn't okay, happen. Okay, you can't keep interrupting me. I have a lot of trivia to read. No, I know, but it's fun. <laughs> Gregory Peck, an active activist liberal Democrat who strongly opposed blacklisting, later said that turning down this film was the biggest regret of his career, although he modestly added that he didn't think he could have played the lead character as well as Gary Cooper did. Gary Cooper did a great job. Mm-hmm. Fred Zinneman, the director, said that the black smoke billowing from the train is a sign that the brakes are failing. <laughs> he and, cameraman, and the cameraman didn't know it at the time and barely got out of the way. The camera tripod snagged itself on the track and fell over, smashing the camera, but this film survived and is in the movie. Damn. The film was intended as an allegory in Hollywood for the failure of Hollywood people to stand up to the House on american Activities Committee during the Senator Joseph McCarthy red-baiting era. That is why this movie is on this list. Yep. It's not because of it being a drama or a Western for people who don't like Westerns. Thank you for literally verbatim saying what my next trivia fact was. By the way, that is Lindsay's next trivia fact. <laughs> No, it's... Okay, yes. It is... Nowadays, you could watch this movie as being that. That it is a Western for people who don't like Westerns. But the reason, the real reason this is on the list is because it's an allegory. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Wow. Why it's so high on the list is because of that. I never... See... Now me knowing now that, you rewatch it, I want to rewatch it. it. Yep, yeah, because now it. I can read into it yep. better. But I, well, first time we're on, you don't get any of that stuff. Nope. Wow, that's interesting. Good job. There was some question as to the casting of Gary Cooper since he was 50 and Grace Kelly playing his wife was only 21. And they had an affair the entire time they did this movie. Um, If I was Gary Cooper, I would have an affair with Grace Kelly. 
I would have an affair with Grace Kelly. It doesn't matter who the hell I am, but really. <laughs> Carl Foreman was blacklisted by the House Un-American Activities Committee shortly after the film came out, and in fact, he had fled to England by the time the film was finished. Zinman wanted a hot, stark look to the film. Cinematographer Floyd Crosby achieved this by not filtering the sky and having the prints made a few points lighter than normal. I was going to make some quip about Tony Stark because it said a hot, stark, and yeah. I could have made a Game of Thrones joke, but I didn't. Penis. Penis. <laughs> Fred Zinneman's meticulous planning enabled him to only to make 400 shots in only four weeks. So it's 100 shots a week. Ranked number two on the AFI's list of the 10 greatest films in the genre of Western. You don't have to read them. <laughs> Although the film takes place between 10.35 a.m. and 12.15 p.m., you would need to start watching the film at 10.50 a.m. in order for noon in real life to synchronize with the high noon of the film. Because that's that is the thing is that everything is done in real is supposedly almost done in real, real time. time right? Yeah, yep. It's kind of interesting. Close. Yeah, it's an interesting technique. Well, that's why you kept griping about the fact that they were sitting at the train station for because so long. I feel like so many like so much time passed, even though I was like already kind of aware that they were doing it in real time. That right. when they kept cutting back to him, I'm like, God, guys, just freaking why? And that's one of my uh, that's one of my stuff and things is basically just freaking why. No, no, it's fine. I ruin your shit all the time. You can you ruin do. my stuff. It's fine. I'm not going to gripe. Find. I'm fined. <laughs> better Until not get me his, sick. Better not get me sick. <laughs> Until his death, director Fred Zinneman thought fought not to have this film colorized, saying that he designed it in black and white and that it should be shown in black and white. He was unsuccessful, however. A colorized version was made by Republic Pictures, which acquired the film years prior and was broadcast several times over the, over the several cable outlets of Ted Turner, who was a heavy advocate of the process. Of course he did. I've colorized the moon. <laughs> That's my, one of my favorite lines from Family Guy ever. <laughs> I, you know what? I will agree, though. This movie does not this movie needs to be shown in black and white yeah like it i've seen it in color it's shot you the way i, I don't think like, i think this is the first time i've seen it in black and white i really? think i've always seen it in color because i've always seen it on tv oh uh, yeah which ted turner yeah <laughs> although john wayne often complained that this film was un-american when he collected gary cooper's best actor oscar on his behalf at the academy awards in 1953 he complained that he wasn't offered the part himself so he could have made it like one of more like one of his own westerns he later teamed up with director howard hawks to make rio bravo which is a counter response to high noon Interesting. Why he has such a bug up his butt about this movie? Uh, whatever. I don't know. It's John Wayne. Producer Stanley Kramer first offered the leading role of Will Kane to Gregory Peck, who turned it down because he felt it was too similar to The Gunfighter. Other actors who turned on the role of Will Kane include Charlton Heston, Marlon Brando, Kirk Douglas, Montgomery Clift, and Burt Lancaster. Huh. Did you see, speaking of Charlton Heston, they're remaking Ben-Hur. I did see that. Interesting. Yeah. We're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> we will get into that when we rewatch Ben Hur. Because maybe by that point, they'll have. Oh, no, because that's not going to be released by then. Not if they're just casting it now. No. Not by the time we get around to 2016 Ben-Hur. is the oh, release yeah. date. Um, it took 28 days to shoot the film after 10 days of rehearsals. So apparently he and Grace Kelly had an affair for a month. Um, well, that's probably all I could take. Gary Cooper didn't use a stunt double in the fight with Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> Lloyd Bridges. Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling was the first Oscar-winning song from a non-musical film. Oh, interesting. That's weird. And nowadays it's like, well, yeah, no, duh, because that's all that they're from. They're all that. Yeah. Now. 
Though supposed supposed to be the older man, at 45, Lon Chaney Jr. was actually five years younger than Gary Cooper. <laughs> he looks really old in this movie, but he is not no. really old in this movie. <laughs> This movie is rumored to play in real time. Several shots of clocks are interspersed throughout the film, and they correspond with actual the actual minutes ticking by. It's crazy that they that they did that all the way back in the fifties. That's really nuts in my head. I just it feels like something that only only been done nowadays. Apparently, Lloyd Bridges was soon to be gray listed, which is not blacklisted. Means you can't do anything in Hollywood. Gray listed was you're very suspicious. <laughs> what a Bridges suspicious. Um, Gary Cooper became a close friend of Carl Foreman during filming and they continued to correspond for the rest of Cooper's life let's see Floyd Crosby is the, f- the film cinematographer is the father of David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young oh interesting I didn't know that oh Hollywood you silly let's see Oh, sure. When I don't have a lot to say is when you're trying to find the an wife extra of Sam, <laughs> Harry Morgan's character, was named Mildred. In M.A.S.H., Morgan's character, Colonel Sherman Potter, also had a wife named Mildred. Mildred, yeah, that's right. Millie. That does sound yep. familiar. That does sound familiar. Stanley Kramer removed Carl Foreman's credit as a producer, and they never spoke to each other again. Dope. <laughs> the picture does not take place in real time because it is slightly longer than the 84-minute running time. The 35 to... 1035 to 1215 is longer. No, it's longer than 84 minutes. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. It's no, not an hour and a half. It's an hour, Sorry, it's an hour 25 with the credits and all that yeah. stuff. It took an, uh, between one and three takes per scene. Much of the film was film was filmed in the Gold Rush town of Columbia, California. Today is a state park by Sonora on the on 49 Highway. The steady drumbeat signifying confrontation in Frankie Lane's recording of High Noon was later employed by Roy, Orbis, Roy Orbison in his 1961 signature hit Run and Scared. Harry Fonda messed out on the film because he was graylisted due to his political beliefs at the time. Hmm. I do say. Um, you got yelled at because we had dead silence in one episode. I know. Cause it, <laughs> no, it's because it was during. Um, I muted it. It's not because right. it was dead silence. Because I muted it to talk to you about something that was happening in the Godfather, which That's we're not right. at yet. And then people thought I got whacked. <laughs> which did happen. This is not Lindsay. This is Lindsay's nope. twin sister, Kinsey. Kinsey. <laughs> Just sounds like her. It's all a sham. It's that's a Beatles last, sham. That's the last of my trivia. Oh, that's actually. it. Yep, I was reading through the rest of it. That's about it. Okay. Well, let me move on to stuff and things with Jeff, and we'll wrap up this episode quite nicely. Okay. Okay. All right. So stuff and things with Jeff. All right. Number one. Thank you, creepy train ticket taker, for your creepiness. He's kind of creepy in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. A little awkward. Number two. Lloyd Bridges isn't Jeff Bridges. Number no. three. Wait, wait, Jeff, wait. Jeff was pausing because I was baking weird faces. Weird faces. And weird hand, hand things. I'm excited. Like I know you are. We're, we're getting to it. Hold on. We're going to get to it. I know. Number three. No, wait, 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 wait. You're question, you question a man's need for liquor. <laughs> I forgot about You need it now? Yeah. Yeah. Duh, it's liquor, you idiot. And number four, did Uncle Billy forget about George and travel back in time to the Old West? And we found 
Guys, okay, I have to tell you how my world yes. was rocked tonight. The so, world was rocked. The world was rocked. Not Hold on. Hold well, on. In a good way. <laughs> so Thomas Mitchell, who yes. is um mayor the mayor mm-hmm. in this movie, is in his, his best as. his better known as he his top five or top four movies on IMDb for his best known for are mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, High Noon, and our next movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yep. In Gone with the Wind, which I have watched countless times since my childhood, I did not realize that Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life, which I've seen, I'm not including this movie because I've never seen it, or I had seen it, but Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life is Scarlett O'Hara's dad in Gone with the Wind. And you know why I never realized it? Because he's very recognizable by his voice, and he's, he's... he looks different in Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Because I think he's because he's so much younger. I was going to say, he was, that's what I was looking at. He was seven years younger. Yeah. Or, well, actually, because Gone with the Wind was a long, drawn-out thing. I think it was like, he was like seven or eight. Or, yeah. It was a long time. Mr. Ago. Smith Goes to Washington and Gone with the Wind came out the same year. Let's just remember that when that's we watch crazy. that next week. Okay. But he has an Irish accent in Gone with the Wind. See, and I don't remember him. But I haven't yeah. seen Gone with the Wind in so long. He's literally in the first, like, he's some of the first people you see besides, like, Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Talking to the redheaded boys on the porch. See, and I want—I can't—I I really want to see Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I cannot wait for Gone with the Wind. I want to see—I want to see that now that I'm older. Because last time I saw that, I was in like middle school or elementary school, and I didn't give a crap about it. It's like four hours long. Yeah, it's it, that 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 that's an all-day affair with caffeine and stuff involved. Oh, but I love Gone with the Wind. So yeah, Uncle Billy was in this movie. You recognize Uncle Billy by his voice. I've got a ways yet for Gone with the Wind. Yes, so. you do. Um, all right, number five. I have two more things with stuff and things, Jeff. Number okay. five. Oh, you I know, thought you were done. You said no, number four. I thought you were done. I know. I said and number four. I apologize. Yeah. Number five. You know, you only see Lon Chaney Jr. during the daytime in this movie. Walking now, with the I'm, queen. I'm not saying he's a werewolf. Oh, God. We have 20 movies before we hit Gone with the Wind. But I might be saying he's a <gasps> But werewolf. I might be saying he's a werewolf. <laughs> all right. And finally, number five. You know, I'm pretty sure those guys at the station could have just fucking walk to the city <laughs> instead of waiting for the damn okay Grace Kelly's character and the Mexican chick ride a horse and buggy there <laughs> they, really they can't do. be that far away from the train they station really do I'm sorry and there's, I feel like every time they cut back to those guys and they're still waiting for the train I just got angrier and angrier as the episode as the movie went along I'm like just freaking walk walk there you'll be there so. God, the next three four five movies six movies seven movies are amazing okay everybody. so the rest of the list is good <laughs> All no, right, I'm so excited about the next. Okay, that is the all next for stuff one. and things. Yes, let's let's go okay. back. We do this at the end of every single episode. Let's do that. Okay, so we're at <laughs> we're at number, number twenty six. Uh, twenty six. So the next twenty six. Yeah, Mr. Smith goes to Washington is twenty six. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, I was like, I know twenty seven. Here's the next mo- next couple movies. Next mm-hmm. several movies until I'll, I'll get you to twenty. All right. Okay. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I can't wait for this. Super one. psyched for that. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird. <gasps> Super psyched really for that. E.T. Yeah. Super psyched for that. Grapes of Wrath. Legitimately excited for Grapes of Wrath. That's the 50s one, wasn't it? Yes. Right? 53, yep. something like that? No, 1940. 40. Okay. Sorry. Then, oh, earlier. Okay. then, our last comedy for a while. Mm-hmm. Some like it hot. Oh, I can't wait for that one. <sighs> Chinatown, oh, which I, I've I'm never seen. I'm excited by, by that. And then Nicholson. On the Waterfront. Ooh, yeah. Brando. Brando. Young Brando. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped my most excited movie. I skipped It's a Wonderful Life. 
It's a Wonderful Life is 20 on the Waterfront's 19. I can't I wasn't looking. It. I wasn't looking. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't looking. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I had it mostly memorized. That's cool. I I am very like honestly the next the the last the, the last, rest of this list is pretty much amazing. And it's gonna be a lot of you're not gonna get us going. No, nah, you really shouldn't watch this movie. Like unless you want to. Like I'm I know uh, we're in that on point. the waterfront. The general, the graduate, Sunset Boulevard, 2001: Space Odyssey. I'm gonna give that a sh- I'm gonna give it a chance. That one. Now that I, I read something a couple weeks ago regarding the ending of the movie and what it was supposed to be and like what the what it was supposed to reference and one all that I know like what the original story was going to be, what the original yeah, script I've was. I've never seen it. I understand. I do, in fact, understand what. I would just like to be able to say, "I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave," and actually know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know what I'm talking about, but still. Now you can actually make hell references. And then Psycho, Star Wars, The Searchers, City Lights is like the only one I don't know on this list. Ah. Wizard of Oz, Vertigo, Schindler's List, Lawrence of Arabia, Gone with the Wind, Singing in the Rain, Raging Bull, Casablanca, Godfather, Citizen Kane. That's right. uh, City Lights is the last Chaplin film we have. That's another Chaplin movie. Is the general That's, a Chaplin movie? No. Darn it. No, that would be the great dictator was the oh, was the yeah. one that he looks like Hitler. I love Charlie Chaplin. So City much. Lights. Are City, there Chaplin books I can read? I'm gonna look. You talk. Um, City Lights is the one that because you watch Chaplin. City Lights is the one where he's in the studio complaining he cannot understand how to make the girl fall in love oh. with. Tramp that's blind. Yeah, the blind girl fall it's, in love with the tramp. That's the movie, and it's because okay. she's he sh- the, the the rich guy shuts the door. Yep. That's it's a sound. It's, yeah, it's all in the sound. It's the only way. But yeah, because that was the one where he's arguing that he doesn't want to make the tramp talk. Yeah, how do you make her fall in love with him or mistaken for somebody without the tramp talking? Right. Like, oh, I love Chaplin so much. Well, I'm excited. Well, obviously, Lindsay, you already mentioned what the next movie on this list is mm-hmm. going to be. That is going to be Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which we are going to be watching in less than three days at this yes. point. Which uh, I am looking forward to because I do. I, I've already missed my Charlie Chaplin. I do like my Charlie Chaplin. And or sorry, James Stewart. Oh my God, sorry. Charlie was on my head. Jimmy was what I was trying to come out. Jimmy with, Stewart. So, so Jimmy um, Stewart. and maybe we'll have another quote. I'm pretty sure we'll have another quote for him to quote at the end of this podcast. Oh, so. but I love C.K. Dexter Haven so much. I do enjoy that as well. C.K. Yes. Dexter Haven. Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, well, with that. Um, yeah, uh, where where this movie's at on the list? Oh yeah, I like it. It like went it up here. six spots, I think. I think that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, I like it where it's at. Yeah. Now that I know about the whole uh-huh. like allegory thing, I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, it's good. Because I was really, I was trying to figure out why do they put a western like this so high on the list when it's just, it's kind of a generic western. Yeah. But now you, you know. But now that you know what it was actually supposed, what the it was more you hinting. Know. Yeah. Where's Lavar Burton? Like I feel like it. It, it that wasn't Lavar Burton. That was PSAs on. No, on on, uh, on the whole what NBC. Thing, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I, I'm sure Lavar Burton did one of them. I'm just saying. Um, I wasn't comparing it to Reading Rainbow or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Anywho, um, so yeah, no, I, I like where it's at on the list. I don't think it needs to be any higher or any lower. I think it's perfect. So definitely, definitely give it a shot. Watch it. And now that you know, in case you've never seen it, or even if you have seen it, maybe you didn't know about the allegory to the whole blacklisting, watch it again. Yeah. Because I kind of do want to watch it again just to see if I can't pick up on some more of that little stuff. Because now I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Look at that. A movie from the 50s have rewatchable value. Yay! Replay value. Rewatchable value. That goes along with the audio microphones that I'm currently selling. Well, you know what? I'm leaving, so we're done Why? With this. I'm reading about kitties. <laughs> well, with that, everybody. Lindsay. Jeffrey. It's all uphill from here, kids. <sighs> Yay. Yay. Good night, Radio Rocky. Hey, say good night, CK Dexter. Hey. <laughs> I want to get off the boat. Never get off the boat. Never get off the boat.
off Never get off the boat. I read somewhere online, apparently some like Vietnam guy was like like not recently, but was like awarded like all that like awarded awarded like a like a like a medal and all that stuff because he had been attacked by a tiger. And the first freaking thing that popped in my head was apocalypse. Don't get now, off and the don't boat. get off the fucking don't get boat. Off the I'm sorry, boat. that was the first Never thing. Get off the boat. Never get off Never the boat. Get off the boat. Never. Man. Man. Never get off the boat. Man. I'm pretty sure if we didn't do all that extra crap, this episode would be like 20 minutes long. I know. Sure. So. I Bye, know. Everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. Goodbye. See you on Sunday. Yay. Yay. Or whenever you listen to the podcast. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>